0: Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. guys and welcome back to the show. Uh, So today I just wanted to do a bit of a life update um, because it's been a while since I did a solo episode um, and these last few weeks have been bananas for me and so I just kind of wanted to share a bit of what's going on in my life. Um, So I guess the first thing, the biggest news is we are trying to sell our house And when I say trying to sell, I really mean trying. So um, we moved into this house that we're currently in like maybe seven years ago. I should probably know the exact dates, but I do not. I think it was, it's more than five. It's more than five less than 10. So like seven-ish. And we moved in um, in part because of Boho, my last business. So the last house that we were in was actually the first house that we had ever bought. And so we bought that house when I was, I think, 27. Um, So that is like a bit of a while ago. Uh, And so we bought that house then, um, still in our 20s. And we loved it. Like, it was such a great house. Um, It was a beautiful two-story it was um, only four years old when we bought it. So it wasn't like a new build, but um, it was like relatively new. Um, it was in Northwest London. So like the Hyde Park area is where we were living and and we loved it. We loved that house. Um, but we ended up moving um, probably a couple years into Boho. So I started BOO in 2015, and I think we moved probably like 2017. Um, And we moved for a few reasons. So one of the reasons is my production facility was in Old East Village, like right on Dundas. And I would have to drive literally a half hour every single day from our home to get to my production facility a half hour back again. And that's in good traffic, right? And so I was just making like quite a commute every single day. And where my husband was working was kind of far away from where we were living as well. And so it just didn't make sense for us to live in that area anymore. And so that was one of the reasons. But full transparency, to be totally honest with you, the biggest reason is because we just straight up couldn't afford it anymore. So those of you who have started... Product businesses, um, or especially in the food and bev industry, will know that the first couple of years are investment years. You're not really going to make a whole lot of money if you make any at all. And I did not know that going into this. Like, I 100% thought I was going to quit my job and I'd be able to sell products for more than it would cost me to make them. And I would, of course, make a bit of money. And I had run all these calculations like I it's so crazy to me like looking back on it now because it was so wildly inaccurate and I I think that all of us like as entrepreneurs our character flaw our biggest character flaw is optimism like we are diehard optimists and we all think that it's gonna work out in our favor and that everything is gonna like run smoothly and go well and I ran all these calculations thinking like I have to be prepared I have to be prepared for how long it's going to take and how much money I'm going to make in the meantime and all of those things and I thought I had a handle on it before I quit my job Um, but then I jumped into the food industry and of course those of you who are in the industry would know it does not work that way Um, it takes quite a long time to make money in that industry. And really with any product business, you are making quite a bit of an investment upfront for the first few years before you see anything come back to you. And so that's where I was at. I was two years into this thing and not making any money. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how are we going to pay our mortgage? And so we thought, you know what? we should probably downsize. We should probably downsize. And at the time we were like, this is a great idea. Financially we'll be healthier because we'll be able to afford the mortgage. It'll be closer to my production facility and closer to Derek's work at the time as well. Um, and we were like, we don't need all this space. Like we had like a relatively large house and we were like, we don't need all this space. It's literally just me and my husband. And we had two dogs at the time. And we are like, we don't need, like this like massive we had like two living rooms like it was so unnecessary and so we were like we don't need all this space like we'll be closer to where we're working it'll be financially more viable like let's do it And so we sold that house um, and we moved into the house that we're currently in. And so we are currently in Old East Village um, and our house is 75 years old. So it's a much older home than our first home was only four. Um, And so we have been living in that house now for seven years. But the house for us was always just kind of a means to an end. Like it's never truly felt like our home to us it's always just felt like oh this was like a logical decision that we made that would support us in all these different ways but it just never truly felt like a home and so now we're at this point where we're like cool like we both work for ourselves so we don't need to be tied to any specific like location in the city um financially we're doing quite a bit better than when i was two years into boho and we really want to have that same vibe back, like a newer-ish house. Um, and we want to move back to Northwest London because we really, really liked it there. And so we made the decision recently that we were going to sell our house and, and move back to that area. Um, the only problem is we are both entrepreneurs and lenders do not want to lend Two entrepreneurs it is if you are an entrepreneur and you have ever tried to get a mortgage you know exactly how challenging this is and it has been an emotional roller coaster for the last two weeks honestly it's been pretty painful um because financially we can afford to have the mortgage that we're looking for um and yet a lot of lenders are still like you got a business though Ooh, that's too risky So it's been stressful, it's been challenging, it's been frustrating, um, but I think we are getting it there. So hopefully, hopefully somebody will give us a mortgage at some point because we know that we can afford to pay for this house. We just have to convince other people that that's the case. Um, so hopefully that's going to happen, but in the meantime, we've been preparing our house to sell, right? Which if you have ever sold a home, you probably know exactly how much work that is. And so every single weekend we have been putting time and energy and effort into cleaning our house and fixing up kind of like little things here and there. We didn't have a railing for some reason going up our staircase from our main floor to our second floor. And so we were like, why do we never install this railing? So we put a railing up Just little things like that, odds and ends. Um, And then the yard work. Oh, guys, the yard work has been such an enormous amount of work. Um, So we have quite a bit of um, square footage when it comes to our backyard. And we have four mature trees. So it's a lot of upkeep. It's a lot of leaves. It's a lot of branches and sticks falling on your yard. It's it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a beautiful space. Like, love being out there, love being in nature, love hearing the birds and seeing the squirrels. And like I'm very much like a nature person. Like I love being entrenched in nature and just allowing it to kind of filter into my consciousness and help me to relax and decompress um but it is a lot of work it is a lot of work so we've been getting all of that ready to go we've been mulching our gardens we've been cutting the grass and raking and and all of the things so it's been a lot and so dealing with you know talking to various lenders and various mortgage brokers getting the inside of the house ready to go getting the outside of the house ready to go talking to our real estate agent like it it's a lot like that's a full-time job in and of itself And then obviously, we both have our full-time businesses that we're running. So for those of you who don't know, my husband is an electrician. um, And about a year ago, he actually started his own electrical business as well. And so it's called Amped Electric. Shameless plug. Um, And so he started that like a year ago. He has 17 years experience as an electrician. And so eventually, after me starting Boho, he was kind of like, why would I not work for myself like why am I not working for myself like this just makes so much sense and so um he started that up and he's been going like crazy ever since like he's been doing such a great job of it um and then obviously I have my business as well so I'm doing the business coaching so I've had quite an influx of clients over the last couple of months um and I think partially like sometimes I wonder if it's the weather like the weather is getting better people are coming out of their shells a little bit out of hibernation mode and they're like cool I have a business to run and I need a little bit of help running said business and so I'm getting a massive influx of clients which is fantastic Um, running a bunch of food industry workshops and webinars um, I obviously launched the conference, which I'm going to tell you guys about in a few minutes, cause there's some updates on the conference that I am so jazzed about. Um, but yeah, it's just been a ton of stuff on our plates and I've been teaching at Fanshawe as well. And so, um, I've been teaching there for quite a while, uh, just very part time. I was teaching one course, This term, I'm actually teaching two courses, and they're two courses that are new to me as well. So I'm teaching value chain, um, and I am teaching ethics and business. So the ethics course is awesome. I am so pumped to be teaching this class. It's so much fun. And because we teach using the case method, I go to class and it's essentially a discussion. Like, I'm leading a conversation in class. The students are graded on their quality of contribution to the in-class discussion, so I don't have to grade any tests, which is kind of fantastic, too. Um, But basically, we just talk about ethics in business. Like, it's so cool. It's so much fun. And honestly, in teaching, like, I... I knew that I would like it because I had done kind of like workshops and some co-curricular teaching. I knew I would like it. I did not realize how much I would love it. I truly love it. And I've heard a lot of people say that they tried teaching and didn't love it for various reasons. And I am not that person. Like, I just I love every second of it. It's it truly feels like I found my calling in a way. Um, And uh, it's when you find something where you're like, I literally can't believe people pay me to do this that's when you know you found something that is the right fit for you. So teaching is that for me. And so I don't think I'll ever stop teaching just because I enjoy it so much. Um, But it is right now adding a bit of work to my workload. So all that being said, we have been very busy. Um, All good things, though. So hopefully we can get the sale of our house to go through relatively soon. I will keep you guys updated on that. Um, And, you know, the conference so I need to update you on the conference. I am so freaking pumped for this conference. And honestly, like the more I get into it and the more I plan for it, the more I'm just like, this is so incredible. And I really wish that I had had this when I was starting Boho or even like now, literally now, if somebody else was hosting something like this, I would immediately go because it has. There are a lot of entrepreneurial supports in our community, but I think the one thing that's really lacking is a sense of community. I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this because we were talking about some of the other events that are run in the city and while they're good and they're sometimes really educational um, and you can do kind of the grin and handshake type of networking that makes us all cringe, um, there's not... A major sense of like community like I'm a business owner in London Ontario or I'm a business owner in southwestern Ontario and so are you and so is this person and like how can we collaborate how can we work together can we just be besties like there isn't any of that and like I think that our community is just really lacking it and so anyways I'm getting really passionate right now and so you can see that like this is something I truly just care about so much and so as I'm planning this I'm like oh, we could do this and it's going to be so good and people are going to love it. And like, there's just so much for me to get pumped about around this. And like, it's really, really hard for me, honestly, to hold it back from you guys until, like, obviously I want to tell you guys what's going on with the conference, but I don't want to tell you until I'm absolutely certain like this is what's happening. And then I will release the information. But as I do things and as I think of things and I start to like investigate and see like, is it possible to do this? And I find out, oh, yes, it is. I just want to tell you guys like immediately because it's just so cool. So there's more to come. There's more to come. But here's where we're at right now. So I've been working really hard on securing the very best speakers that I can find on business ownership and on entrepreneurship in southwestern Ontario. Um, And so you guys know already that we have Jake Carl's is actually coming from Quebec. Um, And so Jake Carl's is one of the founders of Midday Squares. So Midday Squares is a functional chocolate bar. Um, They started several years ago and they started very small. They were literally producing these bars out of their tiny like home kitchen in I think it was an apartment, like super small. And they're now at $17 million in sales. Like they're just, they're absolutely crushing it. They're absolutely crushing it. And that is great in and of itself. But the main reason, honestly, that I wanted Jake to speak is because he brings the energy. Like he is a hype man. He is a self-professed hype man. And he will come in and he will get everybody up. So be ready for it. Uh, He'll get everybody up and he'll get everybody dancing. And like he just energizes the room. And I think he leaves people with a sense of like, you can absolutely do this. Like I have done this. You can do this too. Like let's go. Let's do this. Like let's move, right? And so I just, I love, I love his vibe. And that is the exact vibe that I wanted to bring to this conference is like, it's not just like stodgy education. Cause you can get that anywhere. Quite frankly, it's motivational. It's inspirational. You're going to leave feeling really pumped up and built up and like ready to move and do things on your business. And so he was the perfect person for a keynote speaker. So I'm still very jazzed that we have Jay Carl's coming also coming though is so many other Southwestern Ontario based entrepreneurs and a lot of London entrepreneurs. So we have Erica Oaks from Austin Oaks is going to be sitting on a panel talking about um, how to find the courage to go all in on your business. Uh, she's going to be joined by Richie Bloomfield. So Richie owns Sidetrack Cafe here in London and also Urban Roots. Um, so we have a clothing brand. We've got somebody who has a brick and mortar, right? And a farm, you know, um, um, we are also having a panel on social media as well. So we have Britt Havens. So Britt Havens is a content creator who has built her Instagram following to 105,000 people, guys. So if there's anybody to learn, how to grow your social media from, it's going to be Brit, right? And she, in fact, does actually teach people how to grow and monetize their social media as well as a part of her business. And so we're going to hear from her. We're going to hear from um, the intuitive nutritionist. And so the intuitive nutritionist is um, one of my former clients, Jen, and she is just a phenomenal human being. Um, And she's also grown like quite a significant Instagram following and she has really really high engagement too and so I think that's a big part of it like a lot of us are trying to find out like how do I get more followers but also how do I get them to engage with my content like what do I need to be doing what do I need to be saying is it reels is it carousels is it static posts like I have no idea how often should I be posting these people are going to be answering all of those questions on this panel so that is really cool I'm super pumped about that Uh, We also have Eric Jansen, and so he is um, faculty at the Ivy School of Business, where obviously if you guys have listened to this podcast for more than a second, you know I used to work. So I've worked there for quite a long period of time in my career, off and on for about 10 years. Um, But Eric teaches there, and he teaches about how to start a new business. Um, He has a course on having entrepreneurial grit as well, um, which is really cool, and the main thing that he's known for, like if you mention Eric's name to somebody who knows Eric, they'll be like, oh, he talks about sales. He's the sales guy. Everybody knows him for speaking on sales. And the way he speaks on it is absolutely incredible like it is going to change your perspective on sales because I know all of us go into sales conversations feeling really intimidated really uncomfortable right it's awkward for a lot of us I'm no different I felt like super weird about doing sales when I first started um and so a lot of us think like well I don't want to like bother people I don't want to annoy people I don't want to push my thing onto them and so we feel really awkward and weird about it Eric reframes sales in a way that's going to make you feel like, Oh, I can do this and I can do this without feeling super gross about it. And I can do this in a way that's like mutually beneficial for me and the other person. Um, And just the way he presents the ideas guys, there's an art form to teaching. It's not just about here's the information. It's about the way he presents. The information is so consumable You will remember his stories. He has a really good pinata story. If you guys have heard him speak, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And if you haven't, get ready for the pinata story when you come to the conference because it's a really good story and it really illustrates his point. It's something I have never forgotten. And I've heard him speak a number of times, and literally every single time I walk away with new information, more information. So he is coming to speak, which is amazing. We have Jenna Goodhand. So Jenna Goodhand has done so many different things. She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Right now, she owns Cafezia Coffee, so a coffee company. Um, But also, she teaches people how to do public speaking, and she's been a life coach in the past. Like She's done a number of different things, and she has a number of different skill sets, but her main skill set is building relationships with other human beings. Like literally she is so good at it. I can't tell you the number of times I've received a text from Jenna and it has just completely brightened my day. She is very good at building relationships with people and she is going to be teaching us how to do that, how to get that skill set. How do you build relationships? How do you build a community in your business that's going to help your business grow and that's going to quite frankly surround you with other really cool human beings, right? So she is coming to speak We have all these really cool speakers, and I actually have a couple more up my sleeve that I'm not going to tell you guys about today um, because, again, I want to get them 100% locked down before I tell the public, right? And so you guys have to wait to find out about these other speakers, but they are very, very cool speakers, and I know you guys are going to be really jazzed to hear their names. So hang on for that. The other thing that I've been working on is finding a great location for this conference. So I knew when I moved it, obviously, from Toronto to London, I knew it was going to be in London. Um, But I didn't know kind of what location I would settle on, right? Because I want a spot that has like kind of a cool vibe but also is really nice cuz I want you guys to have a really good experience. I want for you to walk through the door and feel like, "Oh wow, this feels so good. I feel so comfortable. I feel at ease. I feel I want you guys to feel like you can ask your questions cuz that's why I'm doing panels, right? I'm doing panels so that you guys can proactively ask your questions to these people. I will start these panels out by asking them a few questions myself. I'm going to get you guys warmed up a little bit. I'm going to get the speakers warmed up a little bit, but then we're opening it up to you guys. I want for your questions to be answered at this thing, but for you guys to ask your questions, you have to feel comfortable doing so. So I really just want to find the perfect location. And I feel like maybe I'm being a bit too picky with this, but I've gone to a few locations and I'm like, yeah, this is great, but, and there's always kind of a, but Until yesterday, I went to a location and, and and in all honesty, I really didn't think that this was going to be the location. Like I was kind of like, I will go and I will check it out. But mm, I don't, I don't think it has the right vibe. Like I don't think it's going to be the right fit. And I walked through the door and I just thought, this is it. I think this is it. And so I talked to the person there that, um, runs events and everything we were talking about I was like I could just feel it happening here and it's a little bit different than I thought I was going to find in a space but I really think that it's going to be the perfect location and so I'm sorting out all the details now um we're just gonna like run with it we're gonna figure it out I do have a backup location just in case that one falls through for whatever reason um but that is where we're at in terms of a location so Keep your eyes open over the next like couple weeks or so because I will probably be announcing the actual location and guys I have so many other cool ideas for this thing that you guys are just gonna be so pumped about and again I'm trying really hard in this current moment in time to hold it all back because I don't want to speak before I have things confirmed but honestly there's just so many cool things that are going to be happening so stay tuned stay tuned for that stuff so that is my life in a nutshell right now I'm trying to sell my house trying to get a mortgage um i am you know building out this conference um and i like honestly also thank you to all of you out there that have bought tickets so far like i have been legitimately so blown away by your response to this conference like i am so just thrilled that you guys are wanting something like this too. Like I knew that I wanted this and I thought, man, there's gotta be other people out there that are missing the sense of community that like we just don't have right now in London or in Southwestern Ontario. And I I put it out there to the world and I was just like, we will see if other people are ready for this. And you guys responded, you guys responded. And like, So that just brings me so much joy that I get to be the person that helps bring this back into your life. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, But otherwise, guys... I'm so jazzed. I'm so jazzed to do this with you guys. um, And I'm really excited for it. So that's it for today's episode. Just a quick life update. um, And I'm looking forward to doing some more solo episodes soon. And I've got some cool guests lined up that you guys will see on the podcast soon as well. Um, But until then, I hope that you guys have an awesome week. And I will talk to you again next week.